welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocation in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galena. Hey everybody, welcome to Faith and Good Counsel. So happy to be back with you once again this week. I'm your host, Stacy Galino, and I'm here with the lovely, the beautiful, my heart of hearts, my co-host, Erin Franco, the humble handmaid. How are you, Erin? I'm doing wonderful. I always love your intros. <laughs> She's so nice. They're heartfelt. And I must say, I sure wish you could see Erin today because she is so beautiful with a beautiful updo today. So she's dressed up and looking mighty, mighty beautiful <laughs> for all of you today. Such a beautiful, beautiful heart, beautiful countenance. Thanks for that, Erin. Inspires me. Well, I'm really, really excited about our topic today. You know, we're always working on our mouths. At least I am. I bring my mouth to confession every time I go. Okay. It's definitely an area that the Lord is working with me on and honing me so beautifully. I did have a priest tell me recently, Aaron, though you'll, you'll find this, we, we have to chuckle. You know, God gives us everything we need, all the crosses that we need to help us sanctify and make it to heaven. And one of them is my mouth. But I did have a priest say to me that your mouth is a gift. I've never thought of it that way. I thought, oh, I'm going to ponder that. I know that I need to temper it and use my virtue, but isn't that cool? My Very mouth cool. is a yeah. I could have told you that though. <laughs> well, I I I think I think sometimes we can, and I'm sure maybe you share in this. We can be a little hard on ourselves, you know. And I think mm -hmm. the priest was wanted me to see the good that was there too. But we digress. I'm using my mouth way too much because I want to talk about. Your one of your latest blog posts, and that's what's on the menu today, right here at Faith and Good Counsel. Because you know, we're about the faith and good counsel, like the integration of that. And what we're going to talk about today has everything to do with that, and that is your post on negative Nancy. Now, what do I mean, you know, by negative Nancy? I think we can all harbor, you know, a little. <clears throat> in us, you know, a little negativity that just can kind of spiral out of control. And I love that you wrote a blog post about this to kind of get us back on track. It's t entitled five ways to take on negative Nancy when she is you. It's easy mm -hmm. to find it in other people, right? But when we look within, so tell us about this blog post. Well, uh, I wrote it for CatholicMom.com. First of all, I check write, it out. I write quarterly for them. They have some really good content on there. Um, but I started writing this because a couple of months ago, I, the stars aligned and I was able to get together with a couple of girlfriends at a coffee shop. It was a big, big deal because we all are mothers of multiple children under five years old. <laughs> wow. It's tough to get out sometimes with little ones. And, uh, we were so excited to be together. And at the end of the night, I got back into my van and I realized we had been so negative. We had, you know, we were, yeah. you know, and it, it was the kind of thing where you're kind of giggling, kind of um, laughing at each other, whose husband is away the most or whose baby sleeps least number of hours in a row. Were y'all keeping score? <laughs> it, it almost, it, it's kind of one of those, I don't know if you 
have been in that situation where you kind of want to one up each other mm-hmm. um, yeah. a little bit. Well, wait till you hear what my little tornado did yesterday, you know, and it, and it's funny <laughs> and it's cute. But at it, it, some point I just um, I just realized it was so negative and I felt like I had just complained about my life to my friends. Well, did you did you recognize this during the time together or was it more afterwards, mostly, as you said, or do you think you had a inkling in your gut? I think I definitely realized during the conversation for sure. But you get caught up in the in the trajectory, don't you? Mm -hmm. And it's it's difficult to to get out of that sometimes. Yes. And it feels good to vent, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, so anyway, and, you know, I, I think that as you as you grow in the spiritual life, eventually you you really come to understand and you're able to live out more in abiding joy in Christ a deep peace no matter what happens and that's whenever you really start to live that idea that your faith is a rock amen the rock of your life no matter what comes but for now I'm still working on that I'm still looking for what that is and sometimes I do struggle with being negative because some days I'd feel like I don't have anything nice to say. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all kind of relate to that. Sure. We're probably all going through things in our own lives. So anyway, so I, I went home and I wrote this post a couple of days later. And um, I feel very uh, humbled that I would happen to write this because I don't think I'm super qualified. But um, but God asked me to share it. So here I am. So here she is and looking mighty beautiful while she's doing it. I'm ready. Should we pray before we do this? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I would like I would like to ask you, would you please pray the St. Michael prayer? I was going to suggest that actually. It kind of goes with my first point too. All right. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the earth, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. So that really brings me to my first point. Remind yourself that negativity is not from God. All of those feelings, those overwhelming feelings of negativity that... Um, this parenting thing is too hard. I never get any sleep. My marriage is going to the dogs. I'm so unhappy. All of that is not from your father who loves you. And I really have had to learn to remind myself of that. I think sometimes, especially as a woman, and I've noted, I've talked to other women, and um, I think it is kind of common, is we let our thoughts run away with us. Yes. And we let things build. And really, a lot of times what is maybe a minor thing or a minor squabble in our marriage or um, a very common problem that we know deep down is going to get better over time, we just let it build up and it's this thing. Right, <laughs> we get stuck it on it. It makes us so unhappy and we can't think about anything else. And that is not from God. And I really am just an ordinary girl here. I am just doing this uh, vocation thing and this faith thing just like the rest of us. But the St. Michael prayer has been so helpful for me. I really, I have taught myself to say this whenever I am really feeling down or really overwhelmed. And I really have uh, many times felt a peace and a clarity come over me. I remember to start um, th- being thankful again, for example. Uh, that thought will come into my head or I'll just 
be more peaceful. I feel like I've done something to fight it off, you know? Right. So um, it's a discipline to remember mm-hmm. to do that to, because you do get caught in that, that you know, the, how the water swirls out of the bathtub. You kind of get caught in that little tornado of negativity. How, how difficult has it been for you to remember, oh, wait, I'm caught and start the St. Michael prayer? Um, you know, I think it took me actually talking to a good friend who said, she reminded me that negativity and feelings of being overwhelmed um, are often a spiritual battle. Right. And it really took that understanding of, of me letting it be a spiritual battle and not just a, I'm just being a dorky emotional woman about this. Yeah. You know, that really is a way that a common way that Satan attacks us. Right. Um, and so that, that was really what got me doing it when I realized this is a little more serious probably. Right. Or even that thought, you know, it, it's we're bombarded, too, in our culture about entitlement. Well, things really I deserve for things to be going better for me. Mm-hmm. You know, why isn't everything I'm doing perfect? everything right? I mean, come on. It's mm-hmm. yeah, that's not really the question. So I think you've hit on a beautiful point, reminding ourselves that negativity is not from God and doing that thought stopping right then and inserting Christ inserting, you know, St. Michael, the archangel who defends us, you know, mm-hmm. beautiful, Aaron. Uh, so an- the next tip that I had um, or that the Lord had um, is if you don't have anything nice to say, have a backup line prepared. Oh, <laughs> I like that ending. You know, the other ending is don't say anything at all, right? Uh-huh. I like the backup line. Now, you're going to have to clarify that one for us. Give us well, some tips on the backup lines. Well, sometimes it's appropriate not to say anything at all. But sometimes, in, especially in social situations, or even if it's you're going through something tough and it's family or close friends, you can't share your suffering or share everything with everybody. It's draining. Sometimes it's not appropriate. Sometimes... Um, it, you know, nobody really is, really wants to hear that you're going through all <laughs> kinds of things or that your big move has actually been incredibly stressful and you're not at a height of marital bliss, you know, yes. or, you know, your children are doing terribly or whatever. Um, but I think, um, and this is a tip I did get from a friend, choose something that is going well or one positive thing that you can talk about. So, for example, if you've just had a move and your children are going to a new school, and they love it, but the move has been very stressful in other ways, and it's actually a big cross for you right now. Yes. Just redirect. Folk, you know, say, it's been kind of a struggle, but the kids love their school. Yes. Oh, we feel so blessed about that. I'm so happy. Um, so it, and redirect and remind yourself that you're not being fake. And a lot of times you're saving yourself some awkwardness and maybe other people some awkwardness by either – saying everything is okay, which isn't really true, or uh, just dishing. <laughs> right, and so everything. you're telling a truth, and you're using mm-hmm. really good, where did you learn that psychotherapeutic, psychotherapeutic technique? I can't even speak today. That was excellent redirection, and redirection to a truth, to a positive. But if you do go down that slippery, slippery slope, Aaron, of the whining and the complaining, you don't really feel better after it's over. Mm -hmm. But I bet you feel better after you've successfully and peacefully redirected to a truth. Exactly. And this is something I think you can speak to as well. It's really about creating a reasonable boundary. And sometimes, sometimes you really do need that. And it's a very healthy thing to do. You can't 
share things with everybody, even people who are generally close to you in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and psychologically, that's okay sometimes to do. It is. And sometimes it is. Sometimes we do need to be able to vent. But that should be, as you say, within some very appropriate boundaries with a safe mm-hmm. person who is not going to be scandalized by what you say um, and who knows you and loves you inside and out and loves you unconditionally and that you trust, right? Mm-hmm. Is that Does that ring true for you? Yeah, just be prudent and be prayerful about what you share and how much you share with people. Because people do, when we share a lot, no one is ever going to have the full perspective. And human nature being what it is, that person may form opinions so that the next time, you know, it may seat some envy with them or it could seat in some jealousy or, you know, it just, there's fruit that comes from that that we can't even anticipate. So I love that this advice that you're sharing about using silence or, or speaking with someone who is safe or really having that backup line. I just love the back. Give me an example of a backup line. Have you had one recently that you were able to use? Um, I would say, well, actually, like I was saying earlier, um, if you've had a big, a big move and it's actually been really stressful, but there's one thing that is really good that came of it. The say the move has been stressful, but my kids love their school. Got it. So it's in the redirection, and it's still the truth. Exactly. So I see. So it's in. Thank you for clarifying that because I'm trying to I'm trying to learn from you today, too. So, well, what's your third point? Uh, Actually, we kind of started to touch on it. But the third point is vent to a friend who won't let you vent. Ah, venting. There's a difference between venting and sharing with somebody who is going to keep it positive and keep it godly. Venting. A lot of times you end up just exaggerating your problems or you demonize people or situations and um, it's not intended to I think uh, help the problem or try to fix it or seek it you know seek good godly advice Um, so vent to a friend who is a godly woman who is going to remind you of who you are um, who Who will tell you the truth who will tell you the truth has a right heart Um, And that is a friend who is invaluable. And if you don't have somebody in your life like that, pray for her or him. Right. And God will honor that prayer and send that person, Mm -hmm. that person to you. Well, you know, and of course, a divine mercy chaplet here and there for an increase in trust (laughs) cannot Mm -hmm. hurt. Right. It could only help and create so much hope. I love what you're sharing here today. And I bet our listeners will, too. I know I'm being edified and receiving much grace from these beautiful there's they seem so simple but they're really very profound you know so i hope you'll you'll take these to heart and pray over these and as we go to break i want you to stick with us ponder this a little bit and when we come back we'll finish up with our last two points right here on faith and good counsel with stacy galino and aaron franco be right back Catholic Community Radio can't happen without your spiritual support, but we're also praying for you. Call our prayer force today and we'll add your prayers to our growing teams of rosary groups, Eucharistic adorers, and small faith communities. 225-341-2720. 
Hello, this is Chef John Falls asking you to consider giving your old card to a charity that has served our area for 141 years, St. Vincent de Paul. They have my support and they need yours. Call St. Vincent de Paul at 383-7837. Welcome back, everybody. This is Faith and Good Counsel. I'm Stacy Galino, your host, and I am so delighted and very honored to be in the presence of the humble handmaid today, Erin Franco, with that beautiful blog that she has. You can check it out. I encourage you to do so, www.humblehandmaid.com. There you will find many, many pearls of godly wisdom, and I learn so much from Erin every time I'm in her presence such a beautiful young woman, JP2 generation, teaching the old lady <laughs> a few things. <laughs> Sorry, you all, but that's kind of where it's going. You know, I'm going to have a big birthday in May. I'm going to be a real grown-up in May. I'm going to be 50. That's right. She said it on radio. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have any, any vanity about that. It is what it is, and I wouldn't go back for anything because God hones us over our lives and it's just a natural part of life. But we digress. We were actually talking about negativity. So um, I know we were talking a little bit about venting and being safe with talking with a safe person that knows you and loves you and will tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. First of all, it is a privilege to be here. Oh. Thank you for having me on, Stacy. Oh, I love it. You are I, wonderful. I love this diet. I love I feel like this is such a gift from God. And I, I hope you listeners feel the same. I hope, I just know that you learn so much from Erin every time, every time <laughs> you hear her. Such a beautiful, well, godly here. young woman um, doing beautiful work for the Lord. We did have, um, I did have one thing that I wanted to add on to the tip, vent to a friend who won't let you vent. And I think it's an important thing to remember that sometimes what God really wants for us or what we truly need is to talk to someone who's really good at listening. Um, And that might be a professional, a counselor or a therapist or somebody who um, isn't just a friend, someone who is trained to to help you. And I think, um, Stacey, you're probably actually a really good person to explain um, how common that need is in our society and among good, normal, everyday people. Right. I mean, most problems are really, in fact, just everyday problems. Certainly I've seen the gamut of problems up to and including very serious mental illness. But And I have a special passion actually for just intervening upon the everyday struggle so that they don't blossom into these huge, huge, huge devastating problems. Um, And I do a lot of what you're talking about actually. I I do a lot of talking with people. I I hope and pray that I, I listen well. It is my sincere prayer that I I listen well and you want to find someone who will truly listen who will who is open and in offering uh godly advice as you mentioned but can actually synthesize what it is that you're really really saying and give that back to you in a very loving and charitable way sometimes we really really do need something a little bit beyond a very dear friend and I highly encourage Anyone who's listening, who's struggling with a problem, who has deep questions, who doesn't, 
who maybe is some is caught in some negativity and you don't really know why and you despite you know talking with friends prayer all the different uh, measures that you've put into place it hasn't gotten any better um you know maybe it's time to to think about the possibility of visiting with a catholic psychotherapist um maybe it's time to think about visiting with your priest maybe it's time to think about visiting with a spiritual director someone who can listen on a little bit deeper level and help you sort those things out and 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 get you back on that right path so that you can then give that fruit away you know at one more point about um venting to a friend who won't let you vent and i'm not sure that we addressed this fully in the last segment but when you said it again it reminded me of how much when we vent, sometimes we really need to do that. But if you really, really go down that path, you start turning inward on yourself. And it then becomes a very selfish action that has consequences because you roast other people that you really, really love for selfish, sometimes selfish intentions when really what we might think about that would be more fruitful would be offering whatever this burr in your saddle is <laughs> that's bothering you, offering that and uniting it to Christ on the cross and, and offering to suffer that with him in reparation for sins of your loved ones. That is a very wonderful thing to do, and it is absolutely very powerful intercessory prayer. Well, I know you have two more points, Aaron. I want to be sure that we have time to get to those. So what's number four? Number four is a thankful heart is a happy heart. Oh. I have to thank my very favorite uh, children's VeggieTales movie, Veggie Madam Blueberry, <laughs> for this one. Madam Blueberry? Madam Blueberry. Oh. It is precious. So we just, I'm going to have to sit with your precious children who I adore and watch VeggieTales I've never actually seen. I, I'm admitting it. I've never seen VeggieTales. It was a little bit after my children were, you know, They're the pretty age. cute. But they use the same voices for all of the movies, so you can't watch them, you know. I wouldn't watch, like, five in a row. I might go oh, crazy. Yeah. But they're so cute and, and pretty well done individually. But um, in Madam Blueberry, um, they have a song, and the main line is, a thankful heart is a happy heart. Oh. And, um, and I don't know. I just, I heard, this was a few years ago, and I... I was actually watching the movie with the kids, uh-huh. and that came on, and it just hit me how wise that is, and that I had heard that before because, oh yeah, it's all over the Bible. Oh, that's <laughs> it's all right. over a lot of solid literature, um, and we have to remind ourselves intentionally of this for the rest of our lives because mm-hmm. because of concupiscence, because of the wounds in our heart, because of our natural tendencies due to our human nature we are drawn to the more negative even the most positive Pollyanna of us okay even me (laughs) can be drawn into negativity and that's not good right Mm -hmm. because you made the point so well earlier that that is not from God and that's not where he wants us to be so how do we develop that thankful heart Uh, besides listening to faith and good counsel (laughs) Um, (laughs) in, in my in my short experience you have to be intentional about it, or I have had to be intentional. And it kind of like um, in teaching myself to have that habit of praying the St. Michael prayer whenever yes. I'm feeling really overwhelmed, really negative. I've taught myself, usually right after I say that prayer, is I make myself list five things. That's I don't know. That's my number 
um, five things that um, that I have to be thankful for. And I'll even do it if it's a specific situation that I'm upset about or I'm worried about. Um, I'll list five things in there. And so really be intentional about it. Write it down and put it on your bedside. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. Even um, I have a beautiful friend who keeps a long list on her fridge for the whole family to see and everybody can add to it. And oh. she'll, and she, um, I think she takes it off and puts up a fresh one maybe once a week or so. And every, and so everyone constantly has that habit of remembering to be thankful for something and go write it up on the family thankfulness board. I oh, love that. That's so beautiful. Attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. We well, you know related to that is developing the virtue of kindness And boy, are we in need of that in the culture that we live in today. People to choose to be intentionally kind. A simple smile can literally prevent someone from harming themselves. There are stories of this. it's, It's absolutely beautiful and holy what a simple smile and eye contact and genuineness, one human being to another without one word said, how it moves the heart. Because we are all thirsting. We are dying, literally, to be loved, that authentic love. And I want to recommend, I don't know, Erin, if you're familiar with this book. I picked it up recently, The Hidden Power of Kindness, a practical handbook for souls who dare to transform the world one deed at a time. And I was very edified to flip through this beautiful book. And it's talking about a lot of the things that you and I like to share on this program so we're we're on our way Erin we're, we're on our way but I think I think just focusing and being intentional about being kind you know being kind on purpose to the cashier who's obviously having a bad day mm-hmm. and she's very rude to you at the grocery store you know just make eye contact smile sometimes I've even said I'm so sorry you seem to be having a bad day now, some people say that takes a lot of guts, but do you know how that warms a heart? Yeah, it is taking a risk. They might go, yes, I am. So what? You know, they they obviously having a bad day, but someone took the moment to see their struggle, you know. So being kind, I think, has so much to do uh, with being thankful and developing that virtue, which we're all about here at Faith and Good Counsel. So very, very quickly, we have time for number five, and then we're <laughs> once again against the clock. It's okay. Number five is, um, well, I had written it, don't read this post. Oh, And really, that's uh, the idea is, whatever you're consuming media-wise, if it's doing anything but uplifting you or inspiring you, if reading about other people's joys or their really bad days is doing anything but making you feel better, take a break. Yes. See, you know, see how you do a week without it. Um we give you permission here in Faith and Good Counsel to shut <laughs> off the social media. Yes, I've done it several times for myself already, you know, taking Facebook off my phone, for example, right. and it is so helpful. Very, very freeing. I've done the same. Well, Erin, once again, you've written such a beautiful a beautiful blog post. I encourage everyone to go out to HumbleHandmade.com and take a look at Erin's work. You can also go to Catholic Mom. Dot com mm-hmm. and check her out there as well as other beautiful Catholic moms who are writing words that we really really need in our in our daily struggle you know as we are trying to live that virtuous life that God calls each one of us to to be loving and receptive 
and nurturing these spiritual mothers to everyone that God puts into our path. And it's always such a, an honor and a pleasure to be with each of you here on Faith and Good Counsel. Aaron, thank you so much for your yes to the Lord, for your fiat, and that gentleness and sweetness that you always bring here and that wisdom to Faith and Good Counsel. So prayers for you, my dear ones, until we meet again uh, on Faith and Good Counsel. I'm Stacy Galino saying, wishing you love and mercy in this uh, season of love and mercy of Lent and thanking you, Aaron, for your time with us. God bless you all. See you next time right here on Faith and Good Counsel.